When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the official Caps Chirp Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Show, and I'm here with that snack, Polly Cupcakes. What's going on? Caps fans, this week we've got an incredible episode for you, as always. We're going to be discussing the perfect Week in review for the Washington Capitals. We'll discuss what uh, what the Capitals are looking like in the playoffs. And uh, on Thursday, we'll be doing a full playoff preview for the entire NHL, which is, I guess, obligatory at this point. I figured we kind of have to do that, right, Polly? Yeah, I mean, that's what all the cool kids are doing. Right, right. And we do it every year, um, you know. And, again, it's just like... <clears throat> you know, what does it really mean? Not much, but uh, we'll talk a little hockey on Thursday, but it's all caps today, mixed with a little bit of uh, league news. So let's get it popping and uh, move on, huh? Let's do it. One, two, three. All right, first bit of news, a little, little American uh, love here, I would say, Austin Matthews is the first American to score 60 goals in a regular season. I'm not sure how much he he ended with. Um, I'll look it up right now, but <clears throat> pretty impressive, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I mean, um, as an American, that's good. Um, here, I'm saving this for next episode, but I'll shove it off. Give you a say. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, shit. That thing's nice. Yeah, you it's my jersey. Uh, Hillary Knight. So, okay. they sent it to me. I paid ten bucks extra to get the A because that's authentic because she wore the A. Right. Um, kind of fucked up. I had to pay extra, but they sent it to me without the A. And after like a month of back and forth, they were like, "Here's a label. Send it back." <laughs> and I just got it. I think on Friday. So, <clears throat> thank you, USA Hockey. For making things right, the USA Hockey Shop. But uh, yeah, it's it's exciting to see an American finally hit that milestone. It's right. kind of crazy with some of the guys we've had. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I mean, who are you who before? And so here's the funny part about Austin Matthews, Phoenix native. Um, I believe he's, uh, like, uh, has some Mexican heritage. Yeah. So, you know, good melting pot, you know, quintessential American there, right? Yeah. I mean, someone with Mexican ancestry dominating a Canadian game. Does it get more American than that? Right. Who'd have thunk? (laughs) Uh, you know, and, and for him to finally get 60 goals, uh, which 60 goals in this day and age is fucking wild anyways. 50 is crazy. Uh, you know, that's the standard set by our very own Alexander Ovechkin. But to, to see, uh, Austin Matthews get 60, it's a huge feat. Um, I mean, who would, who would you say was the, before Austin Matthews, the best American player? And I'm, you know, I'm sure Austin Matthews probably doesn't have that moniker yet, but it sure seems like he's heading that way, right? Yeah, I mean, I think 10 more seasons of something similar to what he's mm-hmm. done so far, he'll be the best. Yeah. Um, before him, I would say it's either Madonna or Kane. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, Madonna. Um, and Brian Leach, best defenseman. Right, Brian Leach is the man. I So... You know, and I mean, I think Kane's got a strong case for it, too. Definitely in the modern era, the best modern player, for sure. But I don't don't think you can... I don't know. Patrick Kane just rubs me the wrong fucking way, dude. Well, that's the tough part about it, is he's not someone we want to root for. (laughs) Exactly, right. Uh, You know, Patty Kane, the guy... Who started off his career by beating up a taxi driver for thirty five over thirty five cents? Like, come on, um, it's the principle of the thing, right? <laughs> That's what he said. I'm sure. <laughs> uh, but I wholeheartedly agree with the Madonna. Um, you know, and there's also Chelly, Chris oh, Chelios. Yeah. Okay, Chris Chelios. I mean, probably everyone we've mentioned so far. Probably the top five. Um, mm-hmm. I wish some of the guys from the the Miracle team would have had great NHL careers, so they could be up in that category. But I mean, as great as they had that, you know, that accomplishment, they're definitely not upper echelon of American players. Yeah, I mean there are, there have been some absolute greats for sure. Don't get me wrong. I mean Brett Hall. American player. Yeah. Keith Kachuk. Um, so it's really tough to pinpoint, um, you know, Hobie Baker. Oh, yeah. How about right? that? Um, I mean, I'm throwing it way back. You know, Jonathan Quick. Uh, you know, one that I didn't know was, and I'm looking it up right now, but Pat LaFontaine was born in St. Louis, Missouri. Did wow. you know that? No. Yeah. I thought LaFontaine was, you know, with judging by the name, 100% Canadian. Yeah. I mean, sounds like he's from downtown Quebec City. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, Leach, Housley, Granado, uh, definitely some legends that I don't think that, that people definitely don't um, give enough credit to. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, there's there's Chelly, Madonna, Brett Hall, Patrick Kane. Uh, but I, I mean, I think, like you said, I don't think that 
Matthews owns it, but he's definitely trending in the right direction. For sure. You know, and I know this is who's the best NHL American, but right. I'm putting Hillary Knight in the top ten. Ooh, hell yeah. I mean, she's setting all these records. She has shown she can play with the guys. Um, so if someone asked me for the top ten Americans of all time, she would definitely be on my list. <laughs> I think you just have, like, a crush. I mean, yeah, I do have a crush <laughs> on her, but I think she's amazing. All right, fair enough, and and you're right. And do you, so is Hillary Knight playing? Is she going to continue to play? Yeah. So um, it looked to me like the PWHPA, basically all the Olympians didn't play this year, or at least I noticed the okay uh, high profile Americans didn't. Okay. But with this new league coming in next year, and who knows how much more Team USA is going to keep using her as she gets older. Because I believe she's like 34 right now. Yeah. So she may not make the next Olympics, but as one of the founders of the PWHPA, I could see her playing until she's like 40. Yeah, definitely. Uh, And she's definitely the type of person that works at, you know, she's not Phil Kessel in it in the offseason, you know. Um, But, but yeah, no, I I mean, I agree. I think that she can play for a lot longer. Uh, It looks like they're trying to get her into the analyst thing on ESPN. That would be a huge career boost for her, I think. Yeah. Um, And I'm sure you would love to see her every week. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Seeing her between the benches. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, And, uh, no, I mean, I I like Hillary Knight. She's awesome. So I would definitely agree. uh, If you're just going out there top – three American players of all time, top five American players of all time. I definitely think that she uh, deserves that to be mentioned in that. So interesting, man. Um, So congratulations, Austin Matthews. Let's see how you, if you can continue this momentum into the postseason and maybe drag your fucking team kicking and screaming into the second round for the first time in your career. Hmm. You know, I don't have a whole lot of faith in them. (laughs) Me neither, dude. It's the Maple Leafs. Yeah, yeah, and uh, that Atlantic division is tough. Uh, they're going to play Tampa in the first round, I believe. Yeah, but we'll talk about more uh, talk more about that on Thursday. Uh, another record, kind of uh, personal record. Steven Stamkos breaks 100 points for the first time in his career. That is a huge head scratcher for me, dude. Oh, he's been injury ridden. I uh, know glass cannon, Steven Stamkos, right? Yeah. Dude, I'll never forget the replay of him hitting his shin against the goalpost mm. and just seeing through the shin pad. It broke his shin pad. Like, how fast do you have to be fucking going? And, like, how it, – it's not just it's not just speed. It's, like, weight, too. Yeah. To shatter. You know, the, I've never come close in all of the most reckless times, kneeing people – you know, doing whatever scumbag shit I was doing, huh. falling and hitting the boards full speed and with like straight on the shin pads. I've had the same shin pads since I was in high school, and they were like top titty back then. Shout out Easton Z airs, um, and I have never considered the fact that the shin pad would break in the very middle of it and completely snap my leg. Have you? No, I mean. Uh... My teammate off and on since youth hockey, and then your and my college teammate 
Schilling. Shout yeah. out Schilling. He shattered somebody's shin guard when they blocked his slap shot in high school. I mean, yeah. That's the closest thing I've ever thought of. I, I wouldn't expect... I feel like with a with a puck, it's more likely because of like it's, it's like a, concentrated velocity. Yeah, it's concentrated. Right? Whereas like the post is like a bigger thing. I don't know. I just yeah, brutal. And it's crazy. I mean, he hit it so hard that it's it, his fucking leg wrapped around the goalpost there. Uh, and uh, you know, he's had other injuries the past two. You know, the past two cups, he was out. Yeah, the um, first cup, I think he. He only dressed for a couple playoff games. Right, right. And he, like, came in and, like, had three points and it was, like, done or something. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, good for him. But, uh, and and it's not exactly, like, concussions or anything. It's, like, body injuries that this guy sustained, like, broken wrists and things like that, broken bones. Um, it's wild, dude. I, I just don't get it. But because, uh, you know, he doesn't seem like a soft guy. And I'm not saying he's soft for getting injured, but I'm just saying like something, maybe he needs to take the calcium vitamins. Well, it goes to show that even if you're tough, your body may not be durable. Right. You know, like I think that's one of the reasons people say Ovechkin is such a, like a freak of nature is he's, he's got like the, the conscious toughness and the subconscious toughness. Like, his Ooh. body just handles things. Right. Now I agree. Um, well, anyways, congratulations, Steven Samkos. Uh, a guy who was touted as being the next Ovechkin when he entered the league. I think he's got two hearts. Yeah. No, I mean, no. he's... I'm sorry. Rocket Richards. Yes. So he has, you know, he's he's been there. He's, he's led the league in goals before. Uh not a nine times, which is the record that Ovi holds. But at the same time, I mean, with scoring like 50 goals in one season, you would think 100 points for the first time in his career at this point, you know, being almost 12, 13 years into his career, uh, you thought it would have come sooner. Yeah, and you would think that if it hadn't, he would have missed his chance. Mm -hmm. Like the fact that the, yeah. I don't know what's more impressive that or more not impressive in terms of like good you know just impressive of like significant that it took this long to get it or that he got it this late right yeah I would say both equally impressive yeah 100 point season in the NHL is nothing to scoff at right well no that that makes me wonder if my browser would agree with me. How many points did Ovi have? Is it? It's got to be eighty or ninety, right? I mean, there's there's nine, there's ten people in the NHL this year, and this year was like a gong show with scoring that scored over a hundred points. Um, Ovi, I think, uh, let's look. He had ninety points. Ninety points, yeah. So that's good for sixteenth place. Yeah, I mean, that's impressive on its own. Because I think, what, Stamkos is maybe a year younger? I think so, yeah. Yeah, good stuff. So, I guess you could call it a resurgency in Stamkos' career, having the success late in it. But at the same time, um, just that, like I said, just kind of blew my mind that he hadn't had a 100-point season yet. Yeah. 
For sure. Uh, definitely an uplifting episode today. Tom Hodges' e-bug happens every year, it seems. Once a year. E-bug alert in Dallas for Anaheim. So if you don't know what an e-bug is, it's the emergency backup goaltender. Now, <laughs> back when the NHL was in its first like 50, 60 years, you were only allowed to dress one goalie. Now, how fucked is that? Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> and so, when you dressed one goalie, if that goalie went down, they literally were just like, is there a doctor in the room? And they would just, somebody inevitably was watching who played in some sort of competitive style. Or they'd just dress, put a player in goalie pads and finish the game. So they literally ask the fucking crowd, can anyone play goalie for us? Yeah, that's nuts. I mean, it took them decades to, to figure out that maybe we should maybe we should just change the rules so there's two goalies. Which is like so mind blowing when so many other sports had backup players for <laughs> other stuff. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm sure it didn't take that long for football to figure out we need a backup quarterback. <laughs> right, right. Well, I don't know, and then especially think about like the original six days when this rule was around. I mean, goaltenders didn't wear a helmet or yeah. a face mask. I mean, even though they didn't lift the puck nearly as much, I'm sure they still took their fair share. Right. And I mean, and I know like blocking shots definitely wasn't as done, but I mean, just a weird deflection. I mean, anybody who's watched the game of hockey could see that there's a lot of randomness every time somebody just winds up for a clap on. Yeah. <laughs> you know, shit can go bad quick. Uh, if you're not wearing a helmet. Um, and, and you know, of course, this also coincides with different rules, right? I mean, the goalies weren't really leaving their crease to play the puck. It just wasn't done, right? Um, but, you know, and it also looks, you look at the position and how competitive that position was as a goaltender. First of all, you had to play every single fucking game. And there were only like six to nine spots to be in an NHL, to, to play hockey for money if you were a goalie. Right. I it's mean, the most shit on position in sports throughout its history. Yeah, and whether it's hockey or any other sport, I think being a goalie is the hardest thing in team sports. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you're ultimately like you're the first person people blame. Like the the puck, the the ball puck, whatever it may be, passes you last, man. You're the last line of defense. Yeah, you almost goalies almost never get praise. Unless it's a highlight reel save or they have a shutout. Right. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, so, you know, you're not special unless you're perfect. Right, exactly. So um, so going back to, to Tom Hodges here. So uh, I, we went off on a little tan- tangent. I'm, I'm going to try to bring it back full circle now. <laughs> is that every rink, so like has have every rink in the NHL has like a local guy that is on the emergency backup goaltender list. And that guy's generally available or in the rink, maybe works for the rink, Zamboni driver in David Ayer's case. I'm not exactly sure what Tom Hodge's background is, uh, but he um, he was the one for Dallas, all right? Anaheim. So the thing is, is that, of course, if uh, the e-bug is, is, like I said, location-based, so it's per rink. So if the visiting team has two goalies go down, 
the Dallas local or the rink local goes in and plays for the other team, which is what happened to David Ayers. This is what happened here with Tom Hodges, right? So <clears throat> Tom gets in for the third period uh, after Stolarz and Gibson both go down for Anaheim. And uh, he's he's all in his, like, Dal- he had a bunch of Dallas-themed gear. Yeah. And was wearing the Anaheim uh, jersey. And I don't remember what number. It was 60-something. <laughs> Which is a, I think it was sixty-eight wild goal tent, goalie number, right? <laughs> yeah, was that was that Yager? Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and uh, he ended up making two saves and uh, let in one goal. But you know, uh, the boys ended up uh, losing that game. Anaheim lost that game, but you know, it's Anaheim. Yeah, and I think and they were already losing when he got in. They were. They were down by a goal. So you know. In any case, Tom Hodges' interviews post-game, this kid just looked starstruck as fuck. Mm. Just completely out of his element. Love it, dude. And then, you know, this is like the weirdest... This may be like one of my most favorite things about hockey is the ebook thing. We talk about it all the time. You know, when, when the David Ayer situation happened and he came and he played lights out for... Uh, for who? Fuck, Carolina. Carolina, yeah. Uh, when he played... Lights out for Carolina, or not lights out, but well, and Carolina ended up beating Toronto. There was a big uproar in hockey, like, they need to change the e-bug rules. I'm like, no, dude, like, this happens once a year. If your team is relying on one game out of 82 to do something, make it to the postseason, I mean, and and you have to rely on an e-bug, and he's the bad guy here, you have fucked up several times in succession before this, right? Yeah. So I, I mean, I always just love it because it, you know, it's, it's truly like dream, you know, the, the, the niche or the, um, the cliche dreams do come true. Right. I mean, every once in a while and, and it's <laughs> literally, you were almost picked out of a crowd. Obviously all of these e-bugs are talented goalies in their own right. Right. I mean, they yeah. were, they're beer league studs at the very minimum and probably played somewhere at the maximum. Right. Yeah. So they're elite in their crowd, but even them to take to get a shot in an NHL game is insane. Um, and you know, I think that if you're listening to this and you play hockey in wherever you're listening it listening from, you know there's a there's that one goalie that everybody knows that's good, right? In your beer league mm-hmm. circles, right? Mm-hmm. So imagine that guy getting a shot <laughs> to play in the NHL. I mean, talk about top titty, right? Yeah, for real. Well, you know, there's a guy we played in beer league, coached me in high school. Shout out Grant Ben Lar, yeah. friend of the pod. Friend of the pod, yeah. He, shout out. Uh, he did some e-bugging in the ECHL. Yeah. And I was going to say, you know, Tom Hodges, if he wasn't on uh, Hockey DB, now he is. Yep. For yep. the rest of your life, you can be like, I'm on Hockey DB. Yep, absolutely. And um, there's also... Uh, you know, um, our buddy Klug, John Klug, shout out John. Uh, he played for the Nailers on a practice contract for, I think, like 10, a handful of practices while they could get a guy in. Um, so, yeah, I mean, talk about grassroots sport. You know, the hockey community, community definitely very much relies on the local communities in which their teams are based to make the show go on 
I don't think that this, there's, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Polly, but there is nothing like this in other sports. Like quarterbacks go down. You're just putting in like fifth string quarterback, right? You're not putting in, I don't know, or, or a linebacker that can throw the ball at the very least, worst. Well, yeah, I mean, in football, if your quarterback goes down and you're out on quarterbacks, you're going to probably put in a wide receiver. Right. Who's chucked the ball around maybe in like high school or college, right? Yeah. I mean, the closest thing. Or a running back that changed a quarterback. Yeah. Or a quarterback changed a running back for the, for the, uh, NFL. I remember Eric Crouch from, uh, University of Nebraska did that. Yeah. And there's a lot of receivers in the NFL that were like a running quarterback. Okay. And they, they switch because, uh, not nearly these guys, not nearly enough of these guys are beefy enough to be running backs. Right. So I think receivers and easier move, but yeah, it'd be one of those guys who used to play quarterback. Yeah. Um, so they're there. They would never be like, Hey, you got like an extra quarterback laying around whatever stadium we're at. Yeah. I mean, I think the closest thing in football would be like sometimes kickers get signed mid season or I think, I think there's been quarterbacks who, have been like staying in shape, unsigned, and then get like signed on a Thursday, but okay. nothing during the game like this. <laughs> right, right, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I can't think of like any other sport that does this. I mean, baseball rosters are hundred men deep. Like, yeah, know. sometimes they pitch like an outfielder, right? But that's still a baseball player. Right. Like, it's not a fan, <laughs> right? Uh, or NBA, like Jesus, they're locked down. Um, well, I don't. I look at NBA crowds, and very <laughs> few of those people look athletic anyway. I mean, right. any crowd. much less being the seven foot needed yeah. <laughs> to play. <laughs> right, right. Uh, yeah, interesting stuff, man. Uh, <laughs> so, my favorite part, one of my favorite things about hockey, uh, and and hopefully, Caps fans, you enjoyed this story too. Um, moving on though, one bit of re- award news, which is the big one. I don't think much has come out, but Art Ross was voted on and McDavid won it back to back, uh, fourth time in his career. Or Art Ross, that's just most points, right? Oh yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. The yeah, so Hart. he's a shoe in for it. Yeah, Hart is the MVP. Is the MVP, yeah. Um, yeah. most points, yeah, he's a shoe in. Obviously. 23. 123. That's wild. And then, of course, Austin Matthews uh, going to win the Richard. Yeah. Um, 60 goals. He didn't yeah. go over. Right. Right at 60, which is incredible nonetheless. Last person to do that, Ovechkin. 65. Yeah. Crazy. Injuries. Robin Leonard looks to be out the rest of the season as he uh, is going to need shoulder surgery. Who does Robin Leonard even play for right now? A team who missed the playoffs. Is it? Vegas. Oh, that's right. Okay. That's what I thought. <laughs> yeah. So, thoughts go on to Leonard. I don't give a shit about Vegas. <laughs> I'm pumped. I'm so happy they missed. Uh, talk about Jack Eichel. Oh. Leaves Buffalo to try to get a sniff at the playoffs. First time in like nine years in his nine-year career. Uh, for sure a star, right? Came to Vegas after his neck surgery did not do stellar, which, hey, you know, you give that guy a break for the rest of the season, but wanted something to play for, 
came to Vegas. Looks like he's golfing. Well, I'm sure the golfing's better in Vegas than it is Buffalo. That's true. That's for sure true. Uh, <laughs> Landis Gog will likely return for game one of the playoffs for the Avs, bolstering their already overpowered fucking roster. He had knee surgery um, back in early March, I believe. Yeah. So he's he's back from that. And, uh, you know, they've been pretty bad the last, like, seven games. So Kind of stumbled into the playoffs here. Yeah, I mean, they secured the top spot a while ago, but getting him back, Rantanen's going to be coming back, so good news out in Colorado, and, uh, you know, hopefully they don't blow it against the Preds, because that would suck. That would for them. Um, But this is a Caps podcast, so keep your other shit uh, (laughs) down. Uh, oh, did I tell you about Notre Dame? What the fuck? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. <laughs> God damn it. Um, <laughs> Pittsburgh Penguins, Tristan Jari and, and Zucker are supposed are expected to miss at least the first two Penguins games. Let's hope that their season is not long enough to see Jari or Zucker return. Yeah, I hope they get swept in two. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Penguins out in two. Um, we'll see. I'm, I'm interested to see, you know, I have to respect the Pittsburgh Penguins in the sense of they, you know, any team though, you get into the playoffs, anything can happen, right? Like it's, it's the NHL playoffs. So anything can really happen. But at the same time, I think that they're badly mismatched against the Rangers who play a really strong overall <clears throat> overall game have a Vesna winning uh, or Vesna should be Vesna winning goaltender in Chesterkin. They have a good backup with Georgiev. I mean, they're they've talk about a rebuild done right. Yeah, they're uh, they're going to be scary for quite a few years. Yeah, um, and you know. For the Rangers, props to them. It's probably the, one of the first times in modern hockey history where they haven't just gone out and bought the team. They built a lot of this through the draft and rebuilding and... And, and quickly. Yeah, and, and shrewd acquisitions. So, you know, I mean, they, uh, they... they It wouldn't surprise me if they went to a final, like a or Eastern Conference final, at least. Well, not to buried the lead on Thursday, but I picked them to be quite successful. All right. Well, there it is. Um, <clears throat> suspensions. The Florida Panthers, Ryan Lomberg has been suspended for one game without pay for instigating a fight versus Tampa. I don't know. What the fuck? Did you watch this? No, but I think that'll carry to playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. So that's good. Right. Um, so... We'll see. We won't see him for one game, which you know would be nice to open up the series in Florida with a dub and bring it back home uh, with some with some breathing room, considering how bad the Caps are on home ice. Uh, so you know that's all we've got right now for the whole league news. But Caps fans, I do want to tell you that the pursuit of the Stanley Cup is on. And DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. 
New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the playoffs with DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo use promo code THPN. Bet five dollars on any NHL team to win and get one hundred dollars in free bets, no matter what. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Thank us later. Do and thank us later, for sure. Um, well, while I pull this up, Polly, I think that. Uh, we should probably talk about the caps. What do you think? Yeah, I think so. This is the hockey troll hip check. That's the wrong. <laughs> that is the wrong sound bite. Wow. It happens. All right, here we go. Hey, we give it to you raw here, folks. Absolutely. We like it raw. <laughs> oh shit! God, I should be fired. Um. <clears throat> all right. Well, Caps fans, if you didn't know, uh, we played three games in this past week. Whether you want to re- remember them or not, uh, a quick bit of team news: Backstrom is the Caps Masterton nominee. I think that's well deserved. Had some injury problems early in the season, battled back. <clears throat> he um, he's contributing as of late, but. Man, he looked pretty brutal in the past couple games. He looked uh, a little slow and a little out of sorts. Um, you know, he's re- he rested the last game in against the Rangers, but uh, I definitely think it's something to say, you know, being an older player, taking an injury, and then coming back for it, you know? Absolutely. I mean, I think he's 35 now. Yeah. And... Uh, you know, he's not a, a big, tough bruiser guy. So, coming back off an injury, probably, uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe he's frail. I don't know. I don't know what's going with that. But, you know, uh, it's good to see that he was able to you know, bring the game back after injury because yeah. he's important. I mean, I'm 35 and I go out and play a beer league game and I'm, like, bedridden for, and need to, like, drink a lot to forget the pain. Like today. Like today. Like today. It's a good thing, though, we uh, we absolutely smacked the other team. So, Yeah, buddy. How many points do you have? Three? Yeah. Two assists and a goal? Mm-hmm. Would you have two? Two assists? I had one assist, I think. Um, you know, you have the luxury of playing on your dominant side. You literally... Pick the left because you want the one time. No, I say, what do you want? No, I want the one timer. You never feed me the one timer. I fed tried. Me, you I fed tried me. last night, and you were like, "Oh, let me let me handle this." If, dude, that pass was five feet in front of me. Yeah, but it was, it was also terrible. It was slower than the Hebrews crossing the <laughs> desert. <laughs> it was slow, but it was also just bad. So it was like, well, I'm not going to tee this up and just. Because if I were to hit that puck, it, like I would have had to reach for it, and it would have just gone straight into somebody's face. 
I sent it over. I was like, this is slow enough he can adjust. And then I mean, I, was I like, caught Come it. Come on. I ended up catching it, but I wasn't going to one-time it. Well, that's what I was trying to do. I know. I know. And I appreciate that one time out of 300 options that you've looked me off for. Um, I'll start playing left. Okay. I preferred left. You literally... You prefer you, left? You would go, what side you want? And I'd say, I could play either. You'd be like, you want right? And I'm like, okay. Well, you know, I wanted you to play on your dominant hand. Because, you know, I just was like, if I'm going to be the, the the guy to play the offhand, I'll do it. No. Well, you know, we'll put it on record. Moving forward, I'll be Fine. left. Fine. So let it be written. So let it be <laughs> Here's the thing, though. What happens is... Somebody goes, you know, if this is how you know you're on a good beer league team, is somebody's like, what side do you want playing in defense? And the, the person is like, I don't fucking care. Because it really doesn't matter. It, you're right. It doesn't matter. But uh, you get more. Lo- so, like, you know, how many centers do we have that are left handed? Oh, well, last night we had at least two. Two, right. But yeah, I guess you're right. Now that I'm thinking about it, I just feel like pucks get one on the backhand on the right so much more often. Yeah. I, I don't know. It seems like in non-professional hockey, it is way more right-hand dominated. And then you watch pro and there's way more lefties. Right. And then, you know, being on the right side, if you are right-handed and you're trying to clear the puck, you're either doing it like on the boards, hard out, or you're like shittily backhanding it. Yeah. And so it's easy for, for a a defense to stand up and take that, you know? So, um, yeah, I don't know. I was always, Hey, look, people were always like, look, you know, hog control, you're far and away the best defenseman on this team. Uh, you know, I think that we can handicap you a little bit by <laughs> being on the left side, playing your offhand side, uh, and just putting your back to people who can't skate while you try to fucking keep pucks in. That's always the most nerve-wracking for me. Like, oh, I'm just going to turn my back to this. But anyways. I've spent so much time with people who were like, I played this side. So I just learned to adjust. Right. I think for defensemen, it's better to play on your offhand. One, because when you have the puck on your forehand in the offensive zone, you're on the side of the ice where the net is. Right. Whether it's for shooting or getting a tip. But more importantly, you're on your forehand playing defense in front of the net. Right. Yeah, and that is that is a uh, a benefit. The and and speaking going back to the play that you sent over, I had the puck with probably like three or four nights, uh, days and nights to like figure out what I was <laughs> going to do with it, and I just turned it over. I just well, when you before you passed it, I was I called for it, or I, I was like, hey, hey. <laughs> And I was like, he's not going to give it to me. But if he does, I already know what I'm going to do with it. And when I got it, I was trying to look for like a sweet play across the seam to Ross. Shout out Ross uh, for like a one-timer. I don't know. He's I think he's right-handed too, so it would have been a hard shot. But he would have had all the net. Um, and I, I wing it over and it just gets picked like immediately. It was like I passed it to that guy. Well, in one of my assists, I did the same thing. But it was from the right side. And it yeah. got through, and Ross put it home. Mm. You get too many righties, you, you uh, pin yourself in a corner. Right. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Let's talk about hockey that matters. Um, yeah. So, 
like we'd said, Ovechkin is likely for game one. Yeah, there was no reason to rush him back this week. Right. So Ovi did not play at all this week. Um, after taking a little bit of a trip on the uh, during the Leafs game, which ended up being a 4-3 shootout loss, which means what, Polly? That means I perfectly predicted last week's 2-1-1 one, one record. Well, I guess two weeks ago. Yeah. 2-1-1. One, one. Well, good for you. Um, <clears throat> yeah, thank you. And so that was a shootout loss. Uh, Ovi takes a little bit of a tumble. Tripping over a poke check thrown by the uh, the goalie there and, and hits the boards pretty hard. Yeah, it didn't look good. I mean, he instantly rolled over and was, like, screaming. Yeah, so... Or at least making a face. I could hear if he was yelling or not. Yeah. Um, not, not good. Uh, and he goes straight to the trainer's room, does not return. Um, Ocean Labushkin sent the game into an intermission at 1-1 uh, after the first. Yeah, translation... They each scored in the first. Right. I, I'm i not translating you. I'm translating what I wrote down. <laughs> I I interpolated it yeah. perfectly. I just uh, wanted people to know I wasn't I wasn't correcting you. I was correcting me. Okay. All right. Thank you for your honorable podcasting. Uh, <laughs> we saw a, score, a, a scoreless second period, not a soreless second period. Um, Ooh. <laughs> well, it is good to go soreless as it well. Is. Yeah. You know Nobody wants a sore. <laughs> Some some sores don't go away for life, and you know, like leprosy. Yeah, or herpes. Yeah, yeah. I figured you. I was going herpes. more towards herpes, but okay. Yeah, leprosy. Sure. Um, Let's get real dark. Yeah, early in the third, Ovi went down. Like like we'd said, didn't come back. Uh, Lars Eller and Johansson scored early in the period, but the Leafs were able to score two goals in the second half of the third, and it went into a shootout. Kuzi yeah, scored. one of those goals. Sorry, uh, huh? was in the last minute. Oh yeah. Uh, by Johansson. Yeah. Yeah. Annoying. Uh, oh, you mean uh, no. yeah, the, um, the Leafs goals? By the yeah. Leafs. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Um, and, you know, speaking of Marcus Johansson, I know a lot of people like were like, what the fuck, why did we bring Marcus Johansson? We were supporters of this Absolutely. Uh, from the get-go. It came totally out of left field, don't get me wrong. I did not expect this at all. Uh, and we thought that maybe it was a McClellan axe to grind, you know, like an amends for his, uh, his, you know, basically having to ship him off for a bag of pucks when he's clearly worth, at the time, maybe like a first round, second round, um, and a prospect. Uh, so... he's He's been uh, contributing. He's been on top line. He's been doing really well. I, I like Mojo. Uh, I'm glad that he. I'm glad that he's back. I think out of the available or affordable former caps, he was the best option, no doubt. Oh yeah, and nobody even thought of him. I didn't think of him. It wasn't even, like I said, wasn't even on the radar. Yeah. Uh, Kuzi scored a ridiculous goal in the first round, uh, and then they didn't score again. Well, typical Toronto Maple Leafs Twitter. This stuff should be banned because he oh, came in so slow. Right, because he came in like super slow. Unbelievable. And he had to have, like, that stick handle between the blue line and the shot. I mean, he had to have touched the puck 40 times. I swear. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's crazy. Uh, and he just fucking puts in. Look, you know what? And, and during this time, I tweeted, like, Let's be fucking real here, all right? If we're going to fucking settle a game in fantasy land of finality here with a shootout, 
There should be less rules. Bring back the spinorama. I want to see these guys go fucking off. You know, it's like it's like Major League Baseball. I think steroids should be required. If you're going to make $100 million in fucking five years, I need you to sacrifice the livelihood, like, the rest of your life. Like, I don't give a shit about if you die because your ball shrank and your kidneys failed. I want you to be juiced to the gills, piping, you know, 100 home runs in a season. You really want baseball to be gladiators. Yes. And then, you know, of course, when anybody charges the mound, it's just weapons get thrown. Like, weapons come out of, like, the ground. They should make the bats with, like, a chamber inserted. So when Mm. they're running out, they're, like... They can, like, flip it and a spike pops out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're not corking bats. We're spiking bats now. And then it's just a bloodbath. <laughs> and, you know, you're, the rule should be you're only allowed to engage with another combatant if you are armed. <laughs> well, if these things happened, I'd watch baseball. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> me too. Me too. Don't get me wrong. I, do, I don't mind baseball. I, I would rather probably watch baseball than basketball. Yeah, for sure. And um, honestly, when the playoffs roll around, baseball's pretty fun. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I like. I don't. I don't. I, but I do. I do look at like when they charge the mounds. Uh, yeah. Shout out Kayla. Hunger Games meets baseball. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. So like, you Hunger riddle ball. the field when it becomes like, oh, the these charge in the mound. All of a sudden, just like weapons appear. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody has to uh, like has floating, to. like in a video game. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. Run drones. By and grab it. Drones come <laughs> in and just drop down weapons on us. <laughs> All right, we're getting we're getting a little too weird here, but you seriously, know, just quick side note based yeah. on uh, what I've been hearing during the audio book Kendradden the game. Oh, I've hockey, I've read that book. Have you? Have you yeah. read it? <laughs> yeah. Hockey kind of was like this at a point. Mm-hmm. Like he was, he was saying how during there was like a transition period when the league was allowing more violence, yeah, and more physical contact, and before the game adjusted into fighting, like for a while it was sticks, as yeah, just people weapons. whacking each other, poking each other's eyes out and shit. Yeah, dude. I mean, that's what the original slap shot. Yeah. They talk about it there a lot. <laughs> yeah. Was it... Maybe it was uh, McCracken? Uh, yeah, I think so. Who is like, I'm going to... Carve gonna fucking your eye out. Carve your eye out. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the stick play was serious. Um, and then also they, like, pl- basically played, like, lacrosse as well. Like, y- you could play the hands. Slash the hands. Yeah. You know, it was fine. Um, well... A little history note from that book for everyone. Mm. Hockey, they tried to play basically ice lacrosse. And right. they were like, this isn't working. Right. And so then they played on the ground. Yeah. Okay. Good book, right, Polly? It is. It is a good book. It's informative. It is. It's. it's I didn't think that it was going to like be such a good balance between funny player stories and... like. Education, yeah, like true history on the hockey. Oh, um, gets a that's what happens when you cross a Stanley Cup champion with a lawyer, right? Exactly. Um, and you know, Ken Dryden held public office for years, I believe, in Toronto. Yeah, I know he said during the book he was always being offered to be some kind of representative, 
Yeah. But I, he didn't want to while he was playing. Right. Um, and for those of you who don't know, he is the voice during Miracle. He is the color commentator with Al Michaels. Hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. He Interesting. Called, he called the game. Cool. Um, but he didn't actually, like, he didn't actually, actually. It was in the movie, you're saying? No, he did. Huh? During 1980. I mean, it was an amateur tournament. Oh, shit. Ken Dryden was the color guy? Mm-hmm. They're wearing, like, green sweatshirts. Interesting. All right. Cool. Um, all right, where the fuck, why did we get on this tangent? Oh, yeah. Kuznetsov's, yeah. So, like I said, like, they should just make the the shootout much more intense. Like, if I want to see these guys do, like, crazy shit. Should let them go around the net and shit. Yeah, for sure. Like, the only rule is, is if it touches the goalie, it's over. <laughs> yeah, I mean, give them a second stick. Right. Let's get crazy. Yeah, let's get wild. Fuck it. Um, it's not real hockey anyways. I don't know why people are like so butthurt, but you know, Toronto fucking idiots. They have to be, it's all about them. Right. I mean, imagine if basketball settled a tie game with a dunk contest. That would be sick. It would be, but the basketball purists would hate it. Of course. Of course. You know, people just need to get with the times and stop liking the Toronto Maple Leafs. (laughs) Seriously. All right, anyways, as a, we got a point out of that and moved on. Um, I didn't put much for these games because yeah, they sucked. And so this actual week, the 26th and the 28th, we're just going to lump them into one. It was fucking terrible. The Caps came out flat. They were captainless. Um, you know, if we would have won either one of these games, it would have made it a little bit more interesting mm-hmm. as to seeding in the Metropolitan. But we didn't. In fact, yeah. we got our fucking asses handed to us. Two games against the Isles. Unscored 9-2. to Right. Insane. And, of course, the Islanders aren't going anywhere. They're not going to make the playoffs, obviously. Uh, just bad. Bad all around. The Caps couldn't do anything. Couldn't get into the middle. The only highlight, I think, is that, you know, Sheary scored a, a nice goal. And then um, AJF... Got his second goal of the season on the second Isles game. You know, on the first game, you're like, oh, well, we can't be worse. We can't go and get any worse than that. Oh, Capitals say, hold my fucking beer. Yeah, we're going to get way worse and actually lose the game at a higher deficit at 5-1. So, I mean, I don't really have any valuable takeaways other than this than the Caps need to fucking forget this the entire series right now and just fucking move on. Yeah, uh, nothing to add. I agree. I mean, everything was bad. Everything, all of, like, the goaltending was shit. The fucking defense was trash. Everything. Puck movement, just bad. Bad, bad, bad. All all the way around. Burn the tape. Get the fuck out of there. Um, We did, though, respond a bit, sort of, uh, with a good effort against the Rangers. I thought that was a that was a much better effort when compared to the two Islanders games. Uh, <clears throat> you know, scores first period. Rangers scored first in the second, but the Caps did answer with goals from Schultz and Carlson, getting a lot of help from the blue line. Um, and Lafreniere tops it off with a, a two with a with the to, to tie it up in the second. Um, Rags got the game winner from Dryden Hunt. Um, 
takeaway here is, you know, I thought in Samsonov played this game. I thought he played okay. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and I thought that, you know, you know, getting some help from the blue line. I mean, what do you think about that, Paul? Yeah, I mean, that's a good sign for the playoffs. That's the, like we've said before, um, what we saw in the last cup run, it depth scoring was a huge part of that Stanley Cup. And, um, you know, we've said before, aside from Carlson, basically every defensive goal is depth scoring. Right. Um, and so seeing Carlson and Schultz score, hopefully they can carry some momentum there. And uh, it's good to know that you're not just relying on, you know, Ovi and, and Kuzi. Yeah, and, and with this game in comparison to the, the two Islanders games, uh, Caps had a lot more jam. They want they're playing with a little bit more effort. Uh, <clears throat> I really just think that like in the Islanders games, that's all it was. Caps just did not show up. They just weren't they weren't present physically, yeah. mentally either. You know, um, in the Rangers games, they came out to compete, and just goes to show. And we've said it before: the Capitals are. MVPs of playing down to their opponents. Yeah, to the very end of the season. <laughs> exactly. So that's a that's a four game losing streak, limping, stumbling, rolling downhill into the playoffs for the Washington Capitals. Yeah, uh, could be better. <clears throat> no doubt, no doubt. Polly, <clears throat> who do you think starts Game One of the Florida series? Samsonov. Really? It seems like Laviolette's been uh, favoring him. You know, I feel Samsonov has been giving... I think that he's been going... With the way that the schedule was this the, the past five games, um, I think he's just been going like back and forth, like giving each guy... It's like Sammy, Vitek, Sammy, Vitek, Sammy, Vitek. He's made a back-to-back, and then... Um, and then, then another one here at the end. So, I think, I think Vitek, I think Vitek will start. I hope you're right. I, I think he's a better choice. You do. Now, if you had to say one goalie was going to start the whole series, who would it be? Probably Vitek. I think he's had a better body of work. I think he has two, man. Like, I, I can't... And I think Sammy's had even more starts. Uh, but I think it's almost even when it comes down to it. I know this is a hot-button topic right now for the for the Caps fans, but, like, I feel as if... I just... I would rather have the guy that's going to make the save that you expect him to. He leaves up a rebound that's on the defense. Yeah. Like, this is hockey. Yeah, it would be great for him to gobble rebounds. I think Vitek's rebound control has gotten exponentially better as he's been in the league. But, you know, if you look at things, <clears throat> um, I, I just, I, I don't know, man. I, I've got to say Vitek is, I, you because I feel like Vitek will make the save he's supposed to. Yeah, I think that's one thing you can really count on Vitek. Yeah. And Samsonov is going to have a couple flashy saves the game that make some fans say, you know, he's clearly better. But, you know, when you're watching the game and you, you think about it from, an, like, 
just a hockey fan standpoint and not a highlight watcher. Right. You know, VTech is giving you a much better game than Sammy. And here's the thing about Samsonov's 10 Val saves is that he is, uh, he puts himself out of position, so he has to make these saves a lot of times. Yeah. Um, in the last game that he started, there was an incredible, I think it was against the Rangers, it was, there was an incredible, like, passing play that the, the Rangers executed and basically fed a guy in the slot for a one timer. I mean, it was beautiful. Um, I think four guys touched the puck in a matter of like three seconds. Um, and Vitek read the play perfectly. I mean, I'm sorry. Sammy read the, read the play perfectly. I don't, I don't, I feel like that was an anomaly rather than anything else. I don't think Samsonov reads the play right. I don't think yeah. he reads the play right most of the time. I think that he's a bit of a guesser. Yeah, I think it's very rare that you watch him make a save and you're like, he saw that coming the whole way mm-hmm. and put himself in the right spot. Right, exactly. It's um, like he was watching for too long and then was like, oh shit, and do it in front of it. <laughs> right, right. He got confused, like shit jarred out, and he, he it, his brain told his body to move, right? Um, you know, there's some chatter. Maybe it's the goaltending coaching. For the Caps, you know, obviously, I thought Mitch Korn was a god. I think he's truly the goalie whisperer. Um, and you know Seibert, dude? The, you know Justin Seibert? Wheeling guy? Uh, I know the name. Okay. He's older, uh, but I used to play beer league with him. And he was telling me that when he grew up um, around this area, Mitch Korn schools of, of goaltending were like the top titty stuff. And this was back when, like, before anything, really, that where goaltending was hounded on with, you know, you have to be an athlete and skating ability and all this stuff, at least in this area. Uh, Mitch Korn was doing shit like building entire, uh, like, contraptions that the goalies had to skate through and shit and, like, go through. And then he would – I remember one of the contraptions that, that – he was telling me about that we actually got built and used in the goalie clinics here for the kids. An entire, all it was is a big piece of plywood. And the only shot, the only way, like the only thing that was open was the bottom, like three inches and goalie. You'd put that like in the slot area and then you just take shots in the point from the point on the goalie. So just rip it from under that. Yeah. Like, so they so, couldn't see the shot. They yeah. just have to react to, the to it from the slot area. Damn. That's crazy, dude. I don't know if it was his camp, but I've heard of something at a goalie camp where they shoot white pucks at him. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, that's pretty brutal. Yeah. And I guess that's just more to like read body positioning of the shooter, huh? Yeah. Wow. All right, well... I think we're both, you know, we've been, as the kids would call it, VTech stands. Yeah. For the entire season. I hope that, I hope that VTech gets a, a shot. Because here's the thing, here's another thing why I think VTech deserves it. He was 100% ready for the playoffs last season. And we were, we were feeling incredibly confident in him last season. Mm-hmm. What half like five minutes into the first period, he takes a fucking blows a groin, yeah, 
and old Craig has to come in. Old Craig. (laughs) I mean, heartbreaking, honestly, for him. Yeah, it is. It was. Yeah, so I'd love to just see him get the first game. If he shits the bed, pull him. Yeah, I mean, it's not like the Caps haven't come back from a deficit to win a cup before. Exactly, exactly. And here's the thing. Also about Vitek, which I am petitioning hard for, is <laughs> that again, his, his you're you're going up against a team in in Florida that is going to be able to beat you with speed, but with if the Caps play a structured game, it's really going to be like maybe a breakaway or like a odd man rush every once in a while. But like I think that they're probably going to have to score by working in the zone. And again, going back to Samsonov's lack of being able to read a five-man play, um, I think Vitek's the guy. Because if it's going to be scoring off controlled, uh, constant pressure in the offensive zone, I feel like Vitek's got to be that guy, right? Yeah, definitely. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Lavi, uh, the past five games, obviously Vitek of, of the starts, uh, We've, we've all seen, if you're on Hockey Twitter, the charts that say Vitek's been outperforming Samsonov. I think that it's time to give him a shot. Retweet. Retweet. So, <laughs> Like and retweet. Last week's predictions, we were very wrong. Yeah. Uh, I said two goals from Ovi. You said one. He had zero. <clears throat> I was, uh, so I won. I win that. <clears throat> That's yeah. a win. Sure. Uh, and you said three and zero. Oh, I said two and one. In fact, they were zero oh and three. I mean, I have to win that again Here because we go. this reverse shit. Because it was just the reverse karma going on, and I at least had my ratios correct. I mean, I guess. Fuck you! I win. Fuck off! All right. Anyways, All right. so moving this week, on though. Three games. Three games. First three games of the playoffs for the Washington Capitals, right? Yeah, buddy. When are they? May 3rd, May 5th, and May 7th. So game, break, game, break, game, break. I don't hate this schedule because the Capitals like are not the team to enjoy time off. Yeah. They need to be. They're, they're you know, the Washington Capitals. I've been watching a lot of Yellowstone lately. Mm-hmm. The Washington Capitals are like a good breeding stud, you know. You gotta you gotta work that stud out, you know. Ride him hard, and then you know, you know, get him bred. I don't know. I'm just I'm going anyway. I'm just going with it. But I feel like it's it's a type of it's a, it's the type of team that needs to be worked. Yeah, they're they're a rhythm team. Yeah, no doubt, right? I mean, they're not the team that can just turn things on on and off, right? Yeah, I don't think any team in the NHL can just turn things on and off like a switch. Yeah, well, maybe four. Maybe. The, but the Avs clearly can't. Well, their first round will um, let us know if they can or cannot. Absolutely, that's true. I mean, are you thinking that and, – and so remember, Florida – a couple things that I would like to point out that we have over Florida or that – that maybe not – I don't think we have anything over Florida, to be completely honest, but – Maybe some uh, soft spots in their lineup. Goaltending first. You've got, what, Spencer Knight? Kid's good. Yeah. But is he Stanley Cup winning good? Now, remember, in the Hockey Troll book of hockey, to win a Stanley Cup, 
your goalie has to steal at least four games in a Stanley Cup winning run, right? So it, it could all it could be all in the first round. It could be one per series, but at the minimum, a goalie has to steal four games in a Stanley Cup winning run. We saw it with Holpe and Grubauer, and and what I mean is your goaltending core, right? So it doesn't have to be one one goaltender, but a team's goaltending core needs to steal you four games to win a cup, right? I just, I don't, you know, I don't see Bobrovsky and Spencer Knight being able to steal all four. Or if they do, it's going to be the bare minimum four. Yeah, I mean, Bobrovsky is just so, um, I don't know what the word I'm up with. He's not inconsistent, I think. Yeah, he's not, he's inconsistent. Yeah, I think, I mean, really, and since coming to Florida... You know, he went for the paycheck, which I absolutely would have too. No sales, to, like no no income tax. Yeah, I definitely would have. No state tax there. Being in Miami, I mean, he's probably loving his life much more than Columbus. <laughs> no, no, sounds like a downgrade to me. <laughs> yeah, okay, uh, but you know, and then and then you have this this young guy. All right, so is this the year that Bobrovsky goes off as he should, you know, Vasilevsky style? Maybe. I, I was just about to say that. Right. Like, you know, I mean, we've Vasilevsky also in, enjoyed or was victim to this type of criticism. Another thing the Florida Panthers do is they give up a lot of goals early on and they have to come back. So this is a team that has led the league in having to come back. Uh, from deficits. Now, if the Washington Capitals, who haven't been brilliant at this, but if they can play a good checking game, which I've always said that the NHL is a checking league, not a speed league, whatever the fuck that even means, speed league. Um, if they can check well, and all I mean by check is just impede forward progress from the from the Florida Panthers after getting up a goal or two, if they can turtle well enough and apply offensive pressure at the right balance... I mean, we could be looking at an upset. Yeah. I mean, I think um, they're beatable. And if the Caps play their game well within Laviolette's system, yeah, I think you're right. And that would include a good checking game. Right, right. And maybe some meltdowns on the Florida Panthers side when it comes to, you know, goaltending or, you know, maybe a defensive... Uh, fuck up that we that we take advantage of, you know. Um, if we get in, if we let Florida dictate the terms, though, the Caps are fucked. Uh, we can do a shootout with the Florida Panthers for ten minutes until we get tired and just get outclassed. That's my view on it. What do you think? Well, yeah, I mean that's pretty spot on. The fact that we blew what a four to one lead in the third period against them. Yeah, and. They do an expert job of reeling you into that, though. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, "Oh yeah, we'll give up some some opportunities as long as we can we can triple you up on those." And you know, when you're in the moment as a player, you're like, "Oh, dude, but we're getting so many good opportunities. Oh, that got in so close. Like, let's let's keep pushing." When really you should be like, "Nah, I need to go for a change, and we need to keep the lines rolling at like thirty second shifts, and we need to stay fresh and back." And, you know, time favors defense here, right? Definitely. So, we'll see, man. I don't know. The Washington Capitals, (laughs) 
severe underdogs going into this series. It may be a first round out. Uh, we've not been super confident about this team in this matchup. But, like I said, who would you rather be playing? Carolina, Pittsburgh, New York? I like this matchup in compare in when you're comparing to anybody else. The Rangers, you know, I mean, what the fuck? I mean, I think Car- er, Florida has the opportunity to embarrass the Caps. But yeah. if the Caps show up, this is, I think, a, a very winnable series compared sure. to some of the other options. Right, like Carolina. Mm-hmm. Carolina scares the fucking bejesus out of me. Yeah. Uh, New York just... New York is just all around very fucking good. And Shesterkin, that guy is a, a world beater at this point. So I look at the weaknesses uh, of Florida and I think that they're, hey, you know, you're saying there's a chance. Now, are we? am I saying that the Washington Capitals are favored in this by no fucking stretch of the wildest imagination? No. But you're saying there's a chance. Absolutely. Lloyd. <laughs> Lloyd. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So how many Ovi goals we got? Three Ooh. games. And these three games, are, yeah, we're going to do that. Um, three. Dude's a goal game in the playoffs. Three? Yeah, he elevates his fucking shit. I'm going four. Whoa. Whoa. Polly, I hope you're right for once. <laughs> yeah, what, what, I've been right a few times. What's the record? Oh, fuck. Um, we'll save the series prediction for Thursday. Right, right. Um, I haven't even filled out a bracket yet. I'm going to do that in, the, in our I was going to say, do that yeah. before the next show. Um, Cap, you know what? I'm, I'm going for it. Caps come back home next week, or are at home, starting off next week with a 2-1 series lead. 2-1. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm hoping for, but I'm thinking one and two. Damn, Polly. All right. Well, which which game do you think they're going to win? I think they'll steal one in Florida. And drop one at home. Yeah. That is logically sound. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> All right, Caps fans, it's the most wonderful time of the year. Enjoy it. Hockey playoffs, NHL playoffs are in full effect. Uh First of all, and also, thanks for sticking with us uh, for the entire season. Um, it's I'm sure it's been, I don't know, monotonous for you. So we appreciate it. Yeah, uh, we love you all. Yeah, love you, mean it. And we'll be here regardless of the Washington Capitals results through the Stanley Cup Finals and when the Cup is awarded. So we'll have some episodes there for you. Um, and uh, stick with us. It's not over yet. Two-month tournament. Best time in sports, period. About to start. Hockey Troll, Polly Cupcakes, signing off. Bye. Hey, Caps fans. Thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Troll podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trolling on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow me, Polly Cupcakes, at Cupcake Polly on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And follow the show's handle at Caps Chirp on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network at HockeyPodNet on social 
and thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. The Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. Check them out, or we're not friends anymore.